Hi, this is Dr. Mitzi Vargas and this is your Pet Healer Podcast. And today I have a wonderful uh, guest and his name is Dr. Jibing Zhang and he is uh, from China. And uh, he actually, <laughs> he lives here in the States for many years, but um, originally from China, from the same university that my mentor, Dr. Shea, went to. So I'm very excited about that. And just talking about uh, the TCVM journey, he is just starting on it, um, which is kind of funny because here I am, uh, so into your culture and your heritage, and uh, you're coming from China. So... I just wanted our listeners to know, you know, um, how was your, first of all, your story, well, how you came up to be in Michigan and the United States uh, and from China and everything, your your career so far. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm very glad uh, to be here to do my uh, internship with uh, Dr. Vasa. So um, I originally came to the United States in 2002 to do my graduate study uh, at Virginia Tech. Then I did my PhD uh, at NC State. Mm. After that, I moved back to China and I worked as a lab animal vet. So, and then I came back again and uh, to uh, study, did my graduate uh, postdoctoral training at the University of Michigan. And I did a bunch of things, and finally, I realized probably the academia uh, is not a good fit for me, so I'm trying to become a lab animal vet. But while I was working as a lab animal vet, uh, doing my residency training at the University of Michigan, I saw several cases, um, like in some rabid diarrhea uh, or some non-human primates, they are geriatric patients, has back pain, and... Uh, you know, the research environment is quite different from clinical um, animal hospital work. And uh, most uh, research, they particularly care about the drug you're going to give to the animal because that may confound their study. So they are very careful about your recommendation on the treatment. But I, so at that time, I was thinking about um, maybe we should find some integrative medicine. Uh, and then that's how the TCVM came to my mind. Uh, last year, after I passed my um, lab animal medicine board exam, I have finally I have some time can focus and study <laughs> this. Uh, so that's how I met <laughs> Dr. Vargas. Yeah, yeah. it was you. Jiving was uh, in my group uh, earlier this year in the basic acupuncture class that uh, we hold at Chi University and. Uh, he has great energy, and so we hit it off. We were pretty good together. Uh, he's metal, I'm fire, so we get along good. Um, so, uh, you know, we're opposites. You know, he's very, very structured and detailed, and I am everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not a, a shy metal. He's a well-balanced metal because he, he likes to talk and, and to, um, you know, to get involved in everything. So... Talk about, uh, was it a surprise to know that the mentor and the founder of Chi University went to your university in China? Yeah. So actually the same. Uh, uh, so when I uh, went to China Agricultural University to study veterinary medicine, that was back to 1997. So, and uh, some of our uh, teacher are actually Dr. Xie's classmates. They Oh. taught us uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah. 
So they do teach you there, but it's, it's like a small course, right, of TCVM. Yes. So they have two sections. One is uh, talk about the principle of traditional Chinese medicine. And the second part was more focused on the herbal medicine. And also the course included uh, some demonstration on uh, herbal medicine. I still remember one experiment <laughs> called, uh, in Chinese name was, uh, it's kind of an ship, a beautiful ship on the back of the dog. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you light a fire on the oh back, <laughs> and that helps the chi movement and warm up the back. Some, so it wasn't some like moxa. So it wasn't moxa. It's some other mixing uh, medicine, kind of like moxa, and but yeah. also they add something else. So they look like creme brulee with, you know, yeah. <laughs> when they light them on fire. But they got better, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, that's all important. No animals were harmed and any of that. They were actually getting better. So, so far, I mean, what I find very interesting is that you're such a structured mind and scientific and research-oriented mind and that you are open to this kind of gray zone because black and white in research, whereas in TCVM is... Fifty Shades of Grey, and not the book or anything. Just you know, it's very gray areas in in TCVM. All answers are true. Some are truer than others. Whereas in research, is you're right or you're wrong, right? Is that is that present some challenge for you to accept or to embrace? Um, I I think. Uh in research field, I can't give you a clear answer. Is correct black and white box? It's more, you know, research. It means someone already searched, but you want to search again, trying to find something new. And uh, and once you find something, you typically you you have a hypothesis. You assuming something, and then you design some experiments trying to test your idea. Is this correct or wrong? Is this help the dogs healthy or not? Um, I would say the TCVM said uh, you you can see some lots of positive um, results compared uh, to a conventional method to treat the disease or some some disease you even couldn't use the conventional way to treat it but the TCVM gave an alternative way to try and um, yeah this is this is a this is a great uh, benefit yeah and I just look at it like a tool. So, I mean, yeah. we, it's not like we're going to, everything you know, you're not going to throw it away. You just are going to incorporate this new paradigm, this new uh, modality. You, yeah. you incorporate it. It's like a tool. Yeah. So you, you have a tool belt. Now you have a brand new tool, shiny, <laughs> and you can use it when and integrate it. The beauty, it, it, it doesn't have to be Western or uh, Eastern. It could be integrated. So a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, and I'm curious to know, um, you've been with me the whole week. How have you, you know, if you remember any case, you can you can say it. But what's the, the impression that you have on perhaps on our practice or on the way that we practice and that we heal animals and anything particular that jumps to your mind in these four days? Oh, I think there are lots of things. <laughs> I, I heard lots of positive feedback from the owner. You know, when, when I studied at Tulane TCVM with the Chi University, most of the video are recorded. So what do you get the feedback? 
or it's from the um, Dr. Xie or other lecture that tell, oh, this is the case I treated uh, and uh, and I chose uh, these points. And then uh, after three section or six section and the uh, the dog or cats get really improved and they can stand up. But I don't have a chance to directly listen to the owner and like, tell you how their dog and the benefit from this treatment. So during this week, I totally get that impression. And uh, uh, most of the clients, I will, when they come in and sit in a room, and, and I, uh, Dr. Vargas and I walked in, and they will say, oh, my dog used to need to wear a diaper. And now they can just go outside by themselves. Mm -hmm. This this is really impressed me and how good. Uh, use the TCVM to treat some like limping or paralyzed dog and a back pain to the pain management. It's a great tool. Yeah, so you got to see the feedback on our clients. And we have very loyal clients. We had clients this week, you met the people from Pennsylvania. So they drove, to, what, 20 hours, yeah, right? It's yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> so they drove 20 hours because their dog had neck pain. And this had happened before in 2019. And they were skeptics. They did not believe. I forgot to tell you, Jibing, I don't know if they told you, but they didn't believe in acupuncture in 2019. Mm -hmm. But their dog was so painful. And I did three sessions and the dog was perfect. And so they believed. And so when this happened again this year, almost uh, two years later, uh, this happened and they went to uh, the university there in Pennsylvania and they um, did drugs and uh, two weeks and it didn't get better. They decided they will just take a road trip and come back down <laughs> and uh, let me treat them with acupuncture. And I, I'm flat, you know, flatter, obviously, that they thought so good of me and luckily the dog's doing great too so that's great yeah. no pressure right um but that's the kind of clientele that you get when when you offer them options i feel like that's why they're loyal mm. is because they feel like oh you're not just money you know what i mean you are doing what's best for my pet and you're even trying this weird thing yeah. <laughs> some of mm. them don't believe and, uh, and maybe I'll give you one advice when people, because this happened to me many times, when the clients tell you, but Dr. Vargas, I don't believe in acupuncture. I said, don't worry, your dog doesn't believe in it either. <laughs> it's enough that I believe in it, right? And so that's an advice that you can steal my answer. So if, if that happens to you, you say that dog doesn't believe either. So don't worry about it. We're good. Um, but uh, so... Also, the aqua, one of the things that you tell me a lot is um, that it was hard, like the first day was hard for you to follow me because you said, but you come in there and you don't say the pattern, you already know what's wrong with the animal. But did you notice that I, I do have a little pattern because, uh, system because I do touch the back shoe, which are the points that tell you which organ Sangfu organ is uh, involved and some alarm points as I'm petting the animal. I'm also observing them. Uh, so observation is very, uh, very important for us practitioners. But the hands, oftentimes I told you to feel this, look so de depressed because, and they needed it. So I feel like, uh, you know, that's a difference too, right? So I think that you're now going to be prepared to use your hands and your 
and you're inquirier, you know, more when you look at them. Yeah, I, I would say definitely I benefited uh, in uh, the, the physical exam part. Uh, pretty much uh, Dr. Vargas taught me and uh, how to do a full exam, use uh, TCVM, like check all the um, alarming points on the back suit, alarming points, the move size, and the, the pulse, the tongue, and the temperature on the body. Uh, and in conjunction with the history, I would definitely I have a better uh, idea about to form my own TCVM diagnostic pattern. But you need to know, Dr. Vax already practiced this more than ten years. Yes. So <laughs> she, she, based on her exam, and uh, she, she pretty much can quickly jump to the uh, treatment plan. But yeah. for me, I'm still a beginning, I'm still <laughs> learning, and in a step by step to uh, follow all this standard care uh, process. Yeah, but then, but then by the third day, you knew, uh, you're like, okay, you were also jumping to it. Come on. <laughs> you were quicker. You know, three days, you're like, okay, yes, and, and we already are thinking of strategy. And also, I introduce you to the balance method which they don't teach in the, you know, this, the basic acupuncture. This is an, a more advanced acupuncture. It's actually an older acupuncture acupuncture system, it, older than the Dr. Shea system. Um, it actually is based on the Yi Jing, and, um, and it's, a, it's one that is more of global balance. So you're looking at reestablishing the balance because when there is pain, that tells you that the flow is stopped somewhere. If you make the energy flow again, the body heals itself. I love that concept. You know, we are minimalists. We go in there, we see where the flow is, we make sure there's flow, and uh, we got to see it very quickly, right? Yeah. It should be very quick. Yeah, I'm surprised I got this bonus in my internship. <laughs> it was a bonus, yes. BOGO. You get uh, one internship and you get advanced classes. Yeah. But it's really hard for me to separate it because once I know it's a better way, then uh, I'll do it. Um, but it's so important to demonstrate to the clients when you go up north in New Jersey and, and you start applying this. Um, it's so important to really show the client, you know, where the pain is so that they at least see, okay, when I touch this, your dog goes down. Yeah. Your dog goes, tries to bite you or anything like that because it goes down. And then you do your treatment. And then you go back and show, okay, let's, let's prove. Because if you haven't fixed the pain, that dog should not leave your room or your cat, um, you know, should not leave the room, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you, in, in the Chi University, there was no cat acupuncture in the videos or anything right so yeah all the patients are, are dogs i think oh they they do have a, a couple but most are just a dog and when they give some examples they in the lecture they have but in the white lab in chi university pretty much they are dogs yeah and so did you learn did, did, were you surprised what's your impression of the cat patients were they better than the dogs uh, more or less, or um, did they intimidate you, or do you think that you're game for it? You know, what's your impression? My impression is uh, the patients we saw over the last uh, four days, the worst patients definitely are cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the best patients probably is also an, a cat. <laughs> yeah, they were this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So some of them. Uh, so again, like you said, the the worst patient we saw was a cat. Mm. The the best patient was a cat. So it depends. But even on the worst patient, we were able to um, provide acupuncture, um, and using aquapuncture, using very small needles, because and doing quick. And, and of course, you know, like you said, 10 years of doing it, I I know I have one kitty minute or two kitty minutes. So I need to know my points before I start them uh, so that I can go quickly through them. Um, but the cats will give you some minutes and then they say, no, no more. And then you have to respect that, right? Um, but another thing is in the basic course of acupuncture, they are really emphasis is on needling and electroacupuncture. And we did that, but we did way more aquapuncture. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your impression about the aquapuncture? You know, um, I feel it's much easier than the dry needle acupuncture uh, because the dry needle... Uh, you need exactly find the points and then put a needle in. But sometimes the patients, they move their body or they can tune in or pull the needle out and then you have to come back, put it in. And uh, the aquapuncture is much more convenient. You just do the injection. It's, uh, it's much quick and easy to give. Uh, it lasts actually longer than the dry needle. Mm-hmm. and uh, have a, a better stimulation than uh, to the point than the dry needle. Yeah, so and it's something that you can integrate because I know you work in ER. So in ER, every second counts. The animal is there, you have to intervene, and um, you can't have 20 minutes or 30 minutes to put electro because you're doing, yeah. in 30 minutes, you're probably doing 10 patients. <laughs> so we, I know that the aqua is something that you can probably, in ER, you can actually integrate. If somebody's vomiting, diarrhea, or seizures, you could do now sh- shoe, yeah. or you could do other points very quickly with aqua. Yeah, this definitely is another tool I can uh, quickly in, uh, integrate to the emergency practice. Because in emergency practice, you can, you probably frequently can see some dog has a vomiting or diarrhea issue, or some coming has coughing, and then I can choose some points and uh, just do an aqua acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Jibing, so you're leaving us today, and I'm so sad, but I, I roped you into doing this uh, podcast, uh, and you're such a good energy, such a good player. <laughs> you're thank, like, thank okay, you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate you so much the, spending the time with us. And uh, you definitely have friends here in Winter Haven, Florida. So you know when you visit Florida, you, you can visit us. We're your friends. Um, and... Um, I just wanted to ask you, what are your um, hopes for your TCBM journey? Uh, What's a hope or ideal, like vision? What's your vision for the next five years? Let's say next five years, Jibing Yang, TCBM journey. I I would say probably I want to more bring this uh, new technique to the lab animal medicine field. Uh, you know, right now in the United States, there are around 1,000 lab animal veterinarian and uh, who provide clinical care to all the research animal species. But really get a TCVM and a accredited certificate vet, lab animal vet doesn't 
I was probably not that many and yeah. very few. So I hope I I can bring this technique and uh, and uh, create some like uh, easy to use in the daily clinical care in some and uh, live animal species and uh, and then I can bring uh, some good clinical case uh, or clinical uh, practice information to our uh, national lab animal science uh, annual meeting. That's awesome. You need to send me a video because I know you're going to do it. It's going to happen. And the lab animals, I never thought about it, Jibin, because I don't have any experience in lab animal that you can sometimes not treat them with the regular pharmaceuticals because they are in the middle of experiments and they can affect the results. I didn't even think about that. Thank you for shedding some light on the work that the lab animal veterinarians and the challenge that it is to take the clinical care of these pets uh, while not interfering with all the rules and regulations of those uh, you know, experiments that they're doing. And of course, you know, veterinarians, uh, lab animal veterinarians, you know, they get attacked by uh, a lot of groups and I'm a vegan and activist uh, for the, advocate for the animals. And uh, lab animals do get very good care. And uh, I, I have to happen uh, to have several of my classmates, Pedro Rico, I don't know if you know him, yeah. but uh, you know yeah, Mark Ewing. Primary Center yes. in Puerto Rico, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, uh, people out there that are outstanding people that I personally know, uh, and they're just working hard to provide good care for the lab animals. But I'm so excited that now at least I have one person that is going to try to do TCVM for lab animals. So that's great. Um, well, this is what we got today. If you have any questions for me or, or for Dr. Yang, you can uh, email us uh, at the pethealerpodcast.com. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to our channel, our Facebook page, or visit our website and just share the TCVM passion that we have for helping animals. Until next time, take care. Thank you. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic, and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.